Welcome to Blog and Mayblog from DougWills.com. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. The Authority of a Fraudulent Election, November 5th, 2020. Introduction. I will begin by saying that there's a sharp difference between saying, not my president, on the one hand, and not our president, on the other. It is very easy for individualistic Americans to sport a bumper sticker that says, don't blame me, I voted for the other guy. That is not how a democratic republic makes decisions. We have an established constitutional mechanism that determines how we as a nation decide to go this way or that. And when 40% of the people don't want to go in a particular direction, they wind up going in that direction anyway. If five people in the family want to eat at Panda Express, and one guy is holding out for chilies, almond chicken it is. And so it is not possible for one man to opt out because of his deep-seated disagreements. He voted no, and voted with intensity, and that doesn't matter. And neither is it possible for one state to just say no. When Nixon swept 49 states over McGovern in 1972, a bumper sticker appeared later which said, Don't blame me, I'm from Massachusetts. But Nixon was still president in Massachusetts as much as he was in Alabama. Now, when the disagreements get to a certain level of inflammation, they cease being mere disagreements and become occasions for war. At least that is what South Carolina thought. They had more than just a mere disagreement with Lincoln. That is why we ought to abide by the results of elections that we don't like. That is what conservative Americans did, for example, when Bill Clinton was elected, when Obama was. You don't like it, not even a little bit. But the country made that decision. But what do you do when an election is fraudulent, and manifestly so? Corruption of the electoral process. The first thing to do is recognize that it is a real possibility. America is not made out of stainless steel. We are susceptible to electoral corruptions, but we are actually well past that point. We have always had cheating in elections, as long as this world is governed by fallen human beings, which it will be until the Lord returns, there will be people who seek to game the system. But their evil deeds will be done at night, and in a culture that still has integrity, we all do whatever we can to suppress voter fraud. But corruption in policy cannot be isolated and kept there. In other words, at some point, corrupt policies will metastatize and will get into all the processes as well. A political party that stands foursquare behind the dismemberment of unborn children is not going to flinch when it comes to the dismemberment of your right to cast your vote in a process with real integrity. And when it gets there, the corruption will be out in the open. Private parties. I'm talking about officials who are assembling, delivering, and counting the ballots. Outside the polling booths, we have all sorts of players who are private parties. Some of them are active campaigners and are telling you to vote for their guy. Some of them are pretending to be dispassionate observers, reporters, or scientists even, but they are active partisans. An example of the former would be the guy driving around town with Trump flags on his truck. An example of the latter would be the clowns at Fox News who called Arizona for Biden when they did, and for the reasons they did. Another egregious example of the latter would be the big tech companies like Twitter, Google, and Facebook, who censor and suppress opinions they happen to disagree with. If they were pure private companies, they should certainly have the right to do this, just as Fox News has the right to make clownish predictions, and I have the right to stop trusting them. But as it stands, the behavior of the tech companies is like the phone company, deciding they don't like the political turn your conversation with your friend across the country is taking. That is more than a little creepy, and we need to take a look at whether any current laws are structured in a way that makes private competition with these companies an uphill climb. Something needs to be done there. Manifest, out in the open, kind of obvious. 
But it is quite another thing when the electoral corruption is open, flagrant, and impossible to miss. There are manifest prima facie reasons for thinking that massive cheating is going on in the counting of votes in this dog's breakfast of a presidential election we are currently occupied with. There are three reasons for saying this. First, since the time Donald Trump was first elected in 2016, the country has been dragged through one long, sustained, slow-motion coup attempt. It began with the Russian collusion story coupled with the domestic spying on a campaign by our intelligence agencies, and it culminated in the impeachment Circus Maximus. This was entirely the result of refusing to accept the results of that election. They didn't accept that one, so why would they accept this one? Second, the left has been masterful in projecting all of their crimes onto their opponents. They refuse to accept the electoral results, and they fantasize about conservatives refusing to accept the results of the election. They cheat and accuse the other side of cheating. They riot and accuse the other side of violence. They denounce their opponents as lawless and illegitimate, and then throw themselves into lawless behavior. They project, in other words. And then, third, they conduct an attempted electoral heist out in the open, with everybody watching. They do this in the hope that the public has been gaslit long enough and effectively enough to go along with it quietly. They do this in the certainty that if a thousand people saw voter fraud happening right in front of them, and all took to their social media accounts to report it, the tech companies would shut that discussion right down. Wouldn't they? But we can see it happening anyway. We must not do anything on the basis of mere allegations of voter fraud. But we already have enough evidence for the public to draw up an informal indictment in their heads and to demand that officials from the Justice Department accompany observers from both campaigns to various rooms in Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, probably a few others, where everybody watches all the votes being counted and counted fairly. Unless that happens, we will be in the unfortunate position of rank-and-file Americans having to say, not our president. Not because the election didn't go our way, not because our guy didn't win, not because we didn't vote for Biden, but rather because a number of rather ghostly and ethereal personages did. According to our constitutional framework, elections have authority, especially including the ones that didn't go our way. But elections that are a juke and a joke are a different matter altogether. A fraudulent election is not a real election. And if it is not a real election, then we have ourselves a full-blown constitutional crisis. The real votes need to be all out on the table. The bogus votes need to be round-filed. The process of counting needs to be observed by workers from both campaigns, lawyers from both campaigns, and men from the Justice Department with stern looks on their faces. We have to be able to take the results to the bank, and we need to accept those true results regardless of the outcome. But as things now stand, if a corrupted system declares for Biden, an awful lot of us will be constrained to say, not our president. Mm -hmm.